Decision Myths Continued. Hey guys, what's up? How's it going? Today, we are talking further about other decision-making myths. So if you haven't had a chance yet, make sure you go listen to last week's podcast and then listen to this one. So they go hand in hand. We're talking through all of the different myths we tend to have about making decisions and what our brain thinks we kind of have to do in order to make a good decision. We're kind of debunking them a little bit of how we could possibly make a good decision without all these rules that we put on ourselves. But first, we got a listener shout out. So this one's from Annie McTay, 235. And Annie wrote, this podcast has helped me understand my feelings and confusion I've been dealing with in my relationship. The constant wondering, is this a me thing? Or is this an us thing? Turns out it's always a me thing. Like we all do. I still have my moments, times of doubts, etc. But overall, I'm so, so, so much happier and present in my relationship day to day. Thank you. Thank you so much, Annie, for that review. Um, I'm so glad that you're feeling that emotional shift. It's cool to see how just from listening to the podcast, how much change we can start creating. All right, so let's get on to the rest of the decision-making myths. So the next decision-making myth is that you should only 100% want one thing in order to make that decision. So as humans, we want lots and lots of different things. And different parts of us want one thing for one reason and want something else for another reason. And we we have lots of different desires. And I think especially when it comes to making a decision about a relationship, that we kind of judge or shame ourselves for ever wanting, having part of us that wants something different. So for example, I was coaching a client who was about to get married and she knew she wanted to marry this guy, but was having kind of a little bit of distress because there was a part of her that was like, oh my gosh, I I kind of feel like, like I want to be able to travel the world like I I mean, I traveled the world some as a single person, but like I never got to experience traveling the world with like a large group of friends. And then that's something that I should be experiencing before I get married, like because part of me kind of wants that experience. And I was like, okay, I'm married. I'm happily married. And I think that sounds super fun to travel the world with a whole bunch of single friends. That sounds like such a fun thing. And what if it's okay that a part of you kind of wants that experience and you're still choosing to be in this relationship and get married because that's also what you want. And I think we have this tendency to judge or shame ourselves for having conflicting wants versus just acknowledging like, yeah, that want is there and this is the other want I'm choosing versus we shame ourselves and try to get rid of other wants and desires and only have one want in order to make that decision. All right, so the next myth is that there is a decision that will make you happy. A lot of times the reason we're spinning out on decision making 
is because we believe if we find the one right answer, then, then we're going to be guaranteed happiness, that we're going to feel happy. So we put a lot of effort into our deciding process because if we pick right, then we get to be happy all the time. But this is totally a lie because as a human, you're not going to feel happy all the time. We are going to have other emotions no matter the decision we make. And also, our decision is not responsible for our happiness. You do that. You create your happiness. I think a lot of times we want to say like, oh, it's because of this decision I'm not happy because then we have something to blame and point at and like, I made the wrong choice and that's why I feel unhappy versus owning your own happiness and your mindset and your emotions, knowing like once you make a decision, it's just a part of your life. Now what? What do you want to do with it? How do you want to think about it? How do you want to feel? And rather than looking for the decision to make you happy is recognizing that once we make a decision, we can take ownership and responsibility for our happiness. We don't need the decision to do that. The decision can't do that. It's just a choice. And then we decide how we show up after that. Because any decision we make, again, we're still going to experience negative emotion. So it's kind of an illusion to think once we find the right one, negative emotion disappears. But also knowing like any choice I make, I could find reasons to be unhappy with it. But the opposite is also true. Any choice you make, we can find ways to be happy. So rather than giving all of your power and emotion over to the decision is recognizing, no, 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 that's me. I'm in charge of that, not the decision. All right. So the next myth is that other people are better at making decisions for us. So I talk about this quite a bit in the Decision Outsourcing podcast. So you'll have to go listen to that episode called Decision Outsourcing. But basically, this is like kind of the idea that we can't really trust ourselves to make a decision, that other people are going to know what's best for us. So we need to ask other people. We need to get their opinions. We need them to kind of validate us and what we're choosing. Um, And maybe if we kind of are leaning towards one thing and then our family members or friends maybe kind of like make a disapproving look when we talk about it or they, um, you know, maybe make a little comment and then we start reading into it and like, oh my gosh, they think this isn't the right decision. Therefore, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe this really isn't the right decision. We start kind of believing that like other people are more in tune with what we should be doing. And I even notice myself sometimes, like my brain wanting to do this with little things like, you know, as we've been decorating the house and making purchases for the house um, and having a friend come over and maybe like making a certain comment about a couch or maybe even not complimenting me. And then my brain's like, oh my gosh, they probably hate this. This means I should pick something different. It's like such a little tiny silly example, but we do this with our partners, right? Even 
when, you know, like we're maybe bring our partner around our family and we're like watching how our family is looking at him or, you know, maybe the way they talk to him and trying to think like, what do they think about my choice for him? Like, do they approve of this or do they not? And we start like getting in their heads because we think once we figure out what everyone else is thinking, then we'll have figured out the right decision. Even wanting to find what everyone thinks and trying to get everyone in alignment here. And that's where we can really ping pong is because one person's going to have one opinion about our relationship and another person's going to have another opinion. So we just spin out and being confused. So the last like final myth is that there's going to be a right or a wrong decision, a good or a bad decision. We like to think about decisions in these very, very black and white terms of it's one extreme or the other. And when we're making decisions like about moving forward in a relationship, it makes sense that we feel terrified when our choice to move forward is either right or wrong and we have to figure it out or all of our happiness is going to be hinging on it, right? All of these myths kind of combined for us can really create a lot of indecision and fear and make us like procrastinate deciding. And I want to offer to you is that decisions aren't just this black and white, right or wrong, good or bad. They're just like choices in our life, choices that we make. And then our brains start labeling them as right or wrong, good or bad. Because we have no way to prove a decision as right or wrong. So for example, My family moved around a lot growing up and there was one move that we made um, where my dad took a new job and did not love that job at all. And, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, could see that it was sort of a kind of a setback in his career. So he could look at that as the wrong decision, but instead what he like could see through that was, hey, we had to move out there for, you know, like this kid during this time, she really needed these friends in this area and she really needed to not be in the other city we were at. And this really helped me learn what I don't want in my career and what I do want. And that move ultimately kind of laid the groundwork for my husband and I to be able to end up where we're at right now because of the people that we met through that move. So the point of it being, on one face, we could look at that move and be like, oh, that was such a horrible decision. That was such a bad job for my dad. But then we can also look at it and be like, that was the perfect decision for us. Same move, but our brains can find reasons why it was right or why it was wrong. Not because of the decision itself, but because of what we are thinking about it. 
And I think we get caught in the trap of right or wrong as we are just searching for it and trying to find it. And I told one of my clients last week is, what if this isn't about finding a right or wrong decision? What if this right here, right now, is you writing your story? Like you're, you're not, there's not one right way the story goes. You're just writing it and deciding like, here's what happens next in the story. And then here's what happens. And you get to create the story. And there's not one better way. There's not one right way for the story to turn out. We're just creating it and living it and enjoying it. And it gets to be amazing no matter what we decide rather than we have to find the right or wrong answer in order to know and have some guarantee we'll be happy is I get to create my own happiness. I get to create my story. I get to choose. And when we're able to start letting go of some of these myths, it's where we start finding so much power because we're able to start taking ownership of our decisions, our ability to decide, and also ownership of our happiness and just our life. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today, you guys. You have a beautiful week and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.